Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Beep. All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great movies. So join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. All right, I am pumped up. It is another Filming You In show. I am Max. I think so. I don't know. It's been a lot of days of quarantine. I kind of forgot who I, went, who I am. Um, and I'm joined, as always, with uh, Juliet. Hello. And we have one of our friends via Skype, the man himself, Dio. How are you doing, Dio? Oh, I'm doing so well, question mark, I think. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I keep checking in with my mental well-being and... I've only scribbled a few things on the wall, uh, so I'm good. I think I'm good, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting to that point now. We're weeks deep into this quarantine, social distancing, where I kind of don't know what day it is. Um, it, it's, it's day 23. That's it. Yeah, That's I've all been... you need to know. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it, that, that even varies. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm on day 30, and some people are on, like, day one. Yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> I should have been doing this all along. Yeah, you shouldn't have been going to spring break. Um, yeah, those like what forty Texas kids who just like <sighs> got sick. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about like the the greatest bit of karmic justice that I've ever read. Yeah, it was safe to say I canceled my spring break plans this year. I, I'm and, and really I'm gonna be on a spring break technically. Till like end of May, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Well, now they're talking about August, which is just crazy. We're wow. all on summer vacation. Oh, forever. okay. Forced you... summer vacation. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't ready for August to drop. That's just uh, <laughs> month, month by month. We've got Max's sister staying with us too, so we kind of have a full house. Are you? Uh, do you live with roommates or by yourself? I am so alone. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say solo. He said so, so alone. alone. So alone. Um, I am literally a 4chan meme, how alone I am right now. Um, no, uh, I live with two cats, um, which I recently found out that, uh, they're jerks. Um, they mess everything up and play their music really loud. They're just fucking dicks. Um, <laughs> um the, the, I mean, the most important question is, did you get that Bowflex set up? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is I have a gym machine in my fucking house. <laughs> that is like I, I when this quarantine started, I was like, well, you know, like I'll have all this time and I'm working from home and uh, no, still still hasn't been used. Don't you have a bike desk? Yeah, I have your bike desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you used it as much that. as I did? I think uh <laughs> That bike desk has been the most neglect- neglected uh, bike desk between two owners. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm glad that we can still do this. I mean, talking about random movies has definitely yeah. been helping me get through because uh, this is definitely the time to watch random movies. Um, it's going to be very interesting when we get out of this. Of like, I've been just so trained that that's what I do now is just watch random movies. New movies, old movies. Movies, movies that about are supposed to be in theaters the right world, now. Movies about yeah. stuck in a house. That's like such a weird thing that's for me too. Like 
just watching the industry kind of like adjust to all this. Yeah. Uh, and there's like what, like seven or eight movies that just came out like almost immediately yeah. onto streaming. And it's like really proving that movie theaters are an abomination. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting how this will change everything because all of the streaming um, sites are now like just hold all the power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More than they ever have. Uh, they were already like, we had the Netflixes and, you know, Hulu and even Amazon like producing their own content. But it's kind of interesting to where we get out of this of just how powerful these businesses, these, yeah, these things, these streaming services. <laughs> these streaming services. I, I mean, but I will say there's something about the magic of the silver screen, so I don't think that will ever die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope it does. I'm one of those few assholes who are just like. Just give me my movie at home. Dio's, <laughs> Dio's thriving in this quarantine. <laughs> oh, I wish that were true, but kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting because has there been movies that have been just released digitally yet? Or has it just been movies that are in theaters right now? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know. I mean, because I, I know most of them that are available now have already been were didn't in theaters. Emma never make it to theaters. Oh, it was Emma, just, it yes. was just overly hyped oh, at every right. Alamo so, showing yeah. ever. Um, and then when it was supposed to release, <laughs> theaters were closed. So I guess what is it? Universal or Paramount? Somebody, yeah, whoever it was, uh, released it. I think it. it's Universal. Yeah, we haven't watched it yet, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but Emma is out, and that was never in theaters, nor mm-hmm. maybe ever will be in theaters. Who knows? Uh, now, impo- important caveat to what I said, as much as I think we should get rid of movie theaters that don't serve beer or food, uh, <laughs> the uh, and I mean real food, like right. with a chef. Uh, yeah, I'm bougie, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, want a, I want a palatial movie-going experience. I don't want none of this, this trash popcorn shit. Uh, I'm like the worst movie viewer. I'm like, I don't know why you invite me. To so you'd show. be you'd be okay with like popcorn if it was made by a chef? Right. So they, so yeah, them. yeah. Oh, if you put like a little like aioli on it or some parmesan <laughs> and just like really dress it up, then yeah, then as long as I can eat it with my pinky out, I think it's fine. Yeah, like um, Gordon Ramsay's making your popcorn for you. So. Oh my god, dude. Um, but my but my thing is like as much as I, when I when I say movie theaters are abomination, I just don't enjoy. I've had too many experiences where I sit in a movie theater and somebody in the audience is a complete asshole. Uh, and I, I just don't, I, I don't like it. Uh, I would rather watch, like, I love going to art house cinemas so that I, I think that, you know, those should stay because usually those people are, uh, classy again, pinkies out. Yeah. The masses can get movies at home. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to be invited on this again. But, uh, that's uh, not true. But I, I I do not think that these movies that are coming out on streaming should be like $20 or whatever ridiculous yeah. price they're putting out. Like five bucks to let me watch a movie in SD, five, I think is perfectly Five dollars? I mean. In SD, in SD. But this isn't SD, coming from on. someone who's at home, but they're trying to make up for the fact that they're losing three movie tickets out of our household if we all get a movie Yeah, and I, mean, I guess it's the way you look at it because if it's $20 to rent The Invisible Man and there's four people at home, you are saving money on that. But if it is you, like yourself, just at home, you wouldn't normally pay, you'd pay like $13 for a right. ticket. 
Um, yeah, but but if it, if I have four people in my house, I'm taking my life into my own hand, <laughs> contracting this disease. Uh, so you know what? Oh uh, yeah, but it will be um, you know day by day, week by week, month by month, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll see what the result is going to be of all this because uh, yeah, this is where we're at right now. Movies are just available yeah. digitally, um, and that's the only way we're watching movies. Uh, Shout out also because yeah. we're in Austin. Just heard the news that Vulcan video is officially done. Yeah. Oh, so. see that? See that? As a rental guy, obviously, see, this is where I come back from my bougie stance. Like, I I am a blockbuster kid. I am a movie, like, rental guy. That fucking broke my heart. I literally yeah. read this 20 minutes ago and just wanted to, like, cry. Uh, uh, it's such a... That is a, a true shame. What an institution. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like that was something that was uh, already going to happen probably, it but works. it definitely uh, – this virus just kind of yeah. uh, spiked it. So It's unfortunate because – yeah. Shout out to why we're here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little preview. Anyways, well, it's good to hear you, of course. Uh, I'm glad that you can join us to do this. Uh, it would be great if you're here in person, but we are being responsible podcasters mm-hmm. and uh, keeping our distance for now. <laughs> you know, I'm fortunate enough to be sharing the house with two other people right now. Uh, it's got to be kind of crazy uh, just being on your own. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it definitely is. If you can't tell, I'm uh, definitely on the edge of sanity right now. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'm not going to lie. Watching this movie, too, uh, I was like, oh, sh- damn, like we're we're watching this this movie that's functionally about a pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And I mean that's a great transition cuz this is why I wanted to do Shaun of the Dead. So that uh, that this is our transition to now talk about our film, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. For me Shaun of the Dead, this was a great rewatch to say the least. I always love this movie, but it isn't something I've seen probably in years now. Mm-hmm. Uh but the first thing that came to mind of why this movie I thought would be interesting to cover was when this was going down, when sports were starting to cancel, everything's getting canceled, everyone's staying inside. I felt like the number one meme I saw on social media platforms was Sean holding a beer and just saying, let's just, just grab ourselves a pint at the Winchester and wait for this to all blow over. And I was just kind of like, yeah, what would Sean do right now? And I'm pretty sure Sean and... Uh, Ed. Ed. I just I want to call him Nick. And I'm like, no, no, that's... Uh, I'm pretty sure Sean and Ed would just play video games. Yeah. I think they would be probably the number, you know, top of the list of characters that are pretty cool with a shut-in. Yes. Yeah. Well, they would either do that or they would go to the Winchester and immediately contract the disease, which is kind of what happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. Uh, we're going to get right into the Sean of the Dead. We're going to do our film focus now. Obviously, we're going to spoil it. But you probably should have saw it by now. So yeah. All oh, right. God. So anyways, let's go. Let's do this. Let's let's buckle up. Film focus time. Time to take on the zombie apocalypse. Hey, hey, hocus pocus. It's the film focus. All right. Now I am fully focused. Uh, before we do start, though, I do want to say to both of you, I'm sorry. Oh, Max. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm not there right now. I'm sorry. Really? Sound effects. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Sound a sound machine. <laughs> I'll stop doing it once you stop laughing. God damn it! I thought God about that it. bit so early in the morning. Oh. I was like, "Oh, I have a sound effect app." Oh, all right. So 
you know, just a little background, I guess, with, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead. This was kind of like the birth of the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg comedy duo, like the the movement. I mean, they did. As far as the Americans know it. As far as the Americans, I I kind of dug into it. Uh, I would say it's fair to say, like, theatrically, this was, like, Mm -hmm. their big breakthrough. Was this their their first movie? This is their first movie. I mean, they had a few, like, TV shows and, like, mini specials. Space. 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 I love Space. Yeah, so Space Uh, was the big show that they had. Because before that, it really didn't have that many, like, notable shows. But it mm -hmm. seems like that really opened up the door. It's, like, Simon Pegg's the lead in Space. And, you know, it's Edgar Wright. And, it kind and he of, plays a very similar character. Yeah. In, in space. To Sean. I don't know how much you've seen it, but like, like my memory of it. I used to work at a comic shop, and we had like spaced first season that we would play at the store, <laughs> and so I've seen like the first season. Like I haven't been able to like fully watch it, but I've seen it in the periphery of my vision, probably a thousand times. So <laughs> fun fun fact on uh, Shaun of the Dead it's actually based on an episode that they were going to write uh, for Spaced oh. uh, Simon Pegg's character Tim uh, took a dose of bad speed and he was just staying up playing <laughs> Resident Evil that. 2 he was playing Resident Evil 2 and oh, he started yeah. to have an hallucination of the zombie apocalypse and they wrote this like awesome episode and then they're like well shit this actually this could be a really good movie so it ended up yeah. becoming Shaun of the Dead I did not know that didn't know that either I, I do have vague memories of space where they're playing Resident Evil 2 yeah I remember I remember seeing that and like with the gun uh, and there's that they do that whole thing where they like fake gunfight with like some chavs in in an alley at one point I can't anyway <laughs> never mind I'm, I digress I digress <laughs> um, yeah I'm Go go ahead. Sonic flex. Go ahead. What? Oh, are you Sonic flexing right now? So. <laughs> oh, actually, here, uh, go off on a little quick tangent. We discussed this the other day, but uh, if this this virus really uh, takes control of 2020, I think Sonic will be like the top grossing movie of 2020 in the box office. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Um, little did we know in February that that's we were the, reviewing, we were reviewing. Tom Cruise. Yeah, we saw the last movie, and that last movie was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Like, so when's the last time you saw a movie? It's Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I remember when there were theaters. Oh and the last movie I ever saw in the theater was. <laughs> James Marsden, classic. Yeah, that's right. A classic. Film. Oh, all right. Let's talk about Sonic. If Sonic the Hedgehog goes down as like the jazz singer as being the last talking movie here. Oh, jeez. Uh, that, oh my god. The best. Yeah, there, there. But there is a good chance that 2020 Sonic will dominate uh, the box office numbers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> rightly so yeah no it's uh, it, it. you know this was actually a trick for people listening because this is just we're just going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog this is just a sequel <laughs> yeah, we got you in two. Sonic 2 let's go alright uh, so yeah we talked about space and you know but I think it's like Shaun of the Dead really is what helped these guys get on the map as far as like everything yeah. kind of blew up from, yeah. from here like Edgar Wright is you know obviously he's done Hot Fuzz, I think, uh, what was, uh, The World's End, right? World's End, yeah. That's, World's that's End. their Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, and, um, then also there's, like, Paul, 
as well. Like there's like the movie with yeah. Seth Rogen. I don't yeah. think that's Edgar Wright though. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's Edgar Wright. But he was supposed to do a Marvel movie famously as well. Uh, do you know which movie it. that was? Ant Man, I believe. Oh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're correct. And then for some reason backed out or contract. Yeah, I think it's because he was like too hardcore for them, is what I heard. Like, I I remember the early Scuttlebutt because. I like really obscure superhero characters like Ant-Man. Um, and uh, they wanted to do like a, a heist movie. Like the whole movie was going to be a heist. They kind of ended up being that. Um, but they but they weren't going to do like a big superhero fight thing at the end. They were just going to – it was just going to be like Ocean's Eleven with Ant-Man. Um, and then Marvel was into it for a second. And then they, they were like, like nah, let's you – know, we need we need punching at the end because this is a superhero movie. Yeah, so. and actually looking back at the first Ant-Man, it's interesting because it's basically about a guy that does heist, but we right. don't really see him do any heist. And then the ending is just basically like the Iron Man ending. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They went they like it it's clear that they they had a plan and the plan fell through or they you know, they didn't I, I think the I I remember being excited because I uh was I, I I'm a fan of James Gunn and I'm a fan of Edgar Wright as directors and and especially their stuff uh, before they got huge and famous like Slither. Nice, uh, nice. Slither movie. is a really um I I would actually pay to watch Juliet watch Slither. Oh my God, we should talk about Slither <laughs> in like two months. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Anyway, yeah. digressing again. But like, uh, I was super excited because I was like, "Oh yeah, Edgar Wright! Like, he's got you know, he he, he makes movies with style." Um, and uh, and then you know, Marvel was like, "Man, eh, maybe not." <laughs> yeah, and with Edgar Wright's style, I mean, that really came to life in Shaun of the Dead as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. you know, Simon Pegg is another guy to talk about as far as he's just everywhere now. And yeah. I, I think it's Simon Pegg really benefited from Shaun of the Dead because. Yeah. You know, bringing back Hot Fuzz, and he does some other Edgar Wright movies, but then he's in the Star Trek reboot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he wrote a Star Trek because of this. Yes. He got to write Star Trek. Um, and then, of course, he's also like a mainstay in the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible series as well. Yeah. So Simon Pegg is, he's the man. Um, Deservedly so. Yeah, so. he's more than just like uh, works in an electronic store and has more a little. More than a pretty face. <laughs> has a little red on you. <laughs> yeah, he actually went places. <laughs> Um, another thing like to bring up too, it's like Shaun of the Dead estimated it had a budget of four million dollars to make this movie worldwide gross. It only brought in thirty million dollars, but I guarantee like the popularity when it hit video rentals and yeah. just kind of entered more people's homes. I guess you'd say it, it got legs and moved. Then Hot it Fuzz comes back. It reanimated. Yeah, and then Hot Fuzz is their next big release, and that's got an eight million dollar budget. So it's like doubled their budget of their last movie mm-hmm. and brought in like. I don't have the number. It's like 120 million or something. Right. And so it's uh, definitely, I would say, Shaun of the Dead was kind of that Kickstarter for all of their I, careers. I uh, Yeah. And I will say Hot Fuzz is a really great movie, I think. Like, I remember people when it came out, or at least my, maybe it was just my friends, but like they were, we were less stoked on it because it wasn't another horror comedy. And it didn't have that, like, you know, it was an action movie. It was, like, mm-hmm. a kind of a take on it. It was, like, action comedy, on, like, sort of. 
Yeah, it was kind of like Bad Boys. I mean, they've referenced Bad Boys, yeah. too. Right? Yeah, and Point Break, one of the best movies. Point Break. Oh, God. We should talk about Point Break. Um, How much time do you have? Point Break? Yeah, yeah, we'll just keep going. Let's talk um, about Point Break for four hours. Oh, my God. The pathos when he shoots that gun in the air. Never mind. So I, but like Hot Fuzz is like a, a, it's a great, great film. And I even enjoyed At World's End, which I think – or is it At World's End or The World's End? I, I, I didn't like that one that much uh, really? particular. I, it's fine. I think it's good. It's not uh, – It's for me, it's really Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the ones that I kind of play on repeat. I I would be we should do the whole Cornetto trilogy. I'm just this is my angle for me being on this show, like more than just this one time, even though I've already ruined it. This is um, this is your interview, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would can love be an to asset. hear on rewatch what you think about the world's end. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it in a minute either, and I remember enjoying it and thinking it was uh, a, a good wrap up of some of the themes, but. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. I mean, I think it's worth a rewatch. Here we are in, in quarantine. What else are we going to do? So. Yeah. I can't say, like, I'm pretty busy right now. Yeah. I'm not sure Sorry, if I can watch you. another movie. We don't movie. have time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I literally was like, just play it on here. Are you guys busy right now? Yeah. No, you're not. Obviously not. So watch this movie that I say you should watch. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely running out excuses to not answer the phone. Right. Um, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, man. Wild day today. I, I took a nap. Uh, getting back to like Edgar Wright and like the style of everything, I wanted to kind of note because I, you know, this movie is definitely like a brilliant like horror comedy, like a zombie survival genre film. It's kind of unlike we've seen versions of this, but really this one's a true gem in its mm-hmm. own nature. It's very successful, amazing blend of gore, horror, but also just good original comedy. Yeah. And uh, the performances were great, really, from everyone that's involved. But definitely what shines is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I'd argue, though, that this movie also did open up a, like, a new kind of style guide as far as filmmaking goes for like editing, writing, like directing. Because mm-hmm. it's like there's a distinct style. There's very much the Edgar Wright style. It's like the quick mm-hmm. cuts um oh sure yeah yeah the, like that quick montage to get like action montage that mm-hmm. he does where it's just close-ups of like turning a faucet and yeah you know, like the stuff. quick transitions too like where it can be like simply like they're getting in the car then it's like that like one two three hit right. of, like car foot on the gas driving yeah. and then we're kind of into the next moment and also the easter eggs that are like thrown in there because pretty much every character that you see as a zombie with in the first zombie scenes were in the opening credits were in the first mm-hmm. two scenes of the movie so it's all these like easter eggs of background extras and things like that as well very like well detailed yeah the, people paid attention the details are like very much there it's not just nothing's done by accident in their films oh, no. and mm-hmm. I think yeah. this was an inspirational film because it's just so uniquely crafted yeah you know he, Edgar Wright is definitely a master of that visual um, gag. Like he he can do a visual gag, and he will do it. It will just be there, and it won't be overly stressed. It, it, it's something that like rewards a close watch, um, and then and but doesn't necessarily inhibit the story or or make the story rely on it. Like you were saying, it's like every one of those people on the bus end up a zombie mm-hmm. at the end. Every one, you know, uh, you know, he pays off 
like every one of the people that uh that Ed lists at the Winchester, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, where he's going through the list, <laughs> like, like cycle maniac, all those folks, they all not only pay off, but they, but they pay off. You, you see them and circumstances that pay off the earlier joke, you know, and uh, my, I, I, I'm watching it this time. Like one thing that I, I, I was kind of chuckling about was, you know, um, the, when the, the long takes that uh, Edgar Wright does, like um, when Sean is walking through the uh, his neighborhood and going to oh, the, yeah, the convenience, the convenience store. store. Yeah, it's like these very the- long tracking shots that kind of takes us through. It was basically 1917 before. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like when I watch this movie and maybe I, and it's it's a little bit chicken in the egg kind of thing because I was watching this movie and I was thinking to myself, I was like. Oh, I didn't realize when I first saw this movie, I was less film literate than I am now. Right. And and I was watching it this time and I was like, oh, this is the kind of stuff that you see in a lot of people's first movies or in their student films yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that, where you see like the long tracking shot, the like jokes about movies that they love, the like... You know, because you when I watched this movie this time, I was like, oh, this is just like somebody's really, really, really good version of their sloppy their first film. Four million dollar version. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, but, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no, just I totally agree because it's been a, a few years at least since I've seen this movie. Yeah. Um, and I loved it the first time I saw it. But just to echo what you just said i did not look at this movie the first time with more of a i guess a critical filmmaking like lens uh, i didn't really look at the movie that way and watching it now they're just stylized there's some really awesome cinematography there's some awesome achievement like him walking through the space of his neighborhood to go to the the convenience store and then back to his house it's all one take it's and all one like, take, and then it's all one completely repeated take with zombies now. Yeah, exactly. And that's like the fun details because they did that take before, just showing like, you know, he's just walking to the store and he's you see all these the people blood. in the background. And then and then it really hammers home because I think the next cut that happens when it's zombie style is the kid kicking the like, – doesn't a kid kick a soccer yeah. ball at him or something? Like, yep. kind of like all of a sudden it's like, but now the kid's a zombie. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's different than what you normally see in a zombie movie. Normally in a zombie movie, you're discovering all these moments with the main character and it's all dramatic. You're seeing like Rick Grimes wake up from his coma and then discover all these horrible, scary things along with you. Whereas this, we as the audience are looking at all this stuff that's in the background and we're like, Sean. Sean, that's blood. Sean, <laughs> right. Sean, that's a that kid's a zombie. Well, oh my god, that guy, his head is missing. We're we're recognizing all these things, and he just doesn't notice till he plops back on the couch, and Ed's in the curtain, going, "There's a girl in the garden." So he doesn't realize what's happening. They're they're just yeah, I, like oblivious, not yeah, paying attention so to anything great. around them. It's just well, life even is scanning boring. through the news the news feed, scanning through the news feed, and it's telling yeah. the story. That that device was brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the newsfeed also flipping around in the channels told the story. Well, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, like, it's brilliant. It's, when he kept it's a cutting. full sentence. So if you listen, it's, it's a full awesome. sentence just with different cuts from different programs. It's great. That that montage, because it really is him watching a montage and control the montage. Yes. That is like brilliant. <laughs> 
uh, that to me is the the quintessential Edgar Wright, like yeah. in a in a stylistic sense. Like he is, and this is kind of what I was saying with the like the visual. Maybe maybe I wasn't giving him enough credit uh, by saying that he's a master of the visual gag, but because he's also ma- master of the audio gag yeah. too, and yeah, that totally. edit style. He's he's. He's a filmmaker. I, I think this is it. This is this is really what I'm saying. It's like he's a filmmaker who thinks about his edit in a way that uh, a lot of filmmakers don't, uh, or or like the, you know some filmmakers will like put a lot of preference on the shot or put a lot of preference on the performance. Edgar Wright really like nails the edit, and and I I, I honestly like if I had to speculate, I would guess it comes from you know, coming out of the British television world where he doesn't have these huge budgets and he, you know, he has to, in order to make something stylistically interesting, you can't necessarily, you know, uh, put a bunch of lights up or, or get fancy lenses or anything like that. You have to really manipulate and, and shoot for the edit in a way. And it like really shows even in this kind of first for foray where, um, yeah, in in that moment, it's it's really it's it's amazing. With this whole movie, like the story is actually very unique as well that they're telling because Sean is way deeper of character than it seems on the surface. Right. Um, I don't know about everyone, but it, it, he's easy to identify with as a character. Yeah. Um, there's this moment where we all kind of have these little angst and struggles with, uh, you know, just to put it simple, growing up, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like. You know, he loves Liz. He he has this relationship with Liz, but he's kind of in this moment where he's still working a regular job at um, uh, the electronics store. Right. He just, you know, the date is to go to the bar and he still like defends his kind of loser, just drug dealing friend. Yeah. So it was really interesting because you put this guy, Sean, and it's not just like any kind of cliche of a character there's there's like a lot of depth there and he deals with these different themes uh that's going with his life while dealing with our a plot of zombies are attacking mm-hmm. this area um that he's living in so zombies are attacking his world while he's still also like dealing with how to grow up in his own world yeah i mean it's a standalone um narrative about this guy growing up he just happens to be in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, it's yeah. it's fascinating because, like, you know, in the beginning, you have like all the 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 like what the the title sequence. You have him like moving or, or all these people moving around um, with that great soundtrack. They're like, boop, 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 loop, loop, boop. And, <laughs> and people are just like, are they're zombies? They're zombies. Yeah. But like Sean in the beginning is a zombie too. Yes. And he's he is going through the motions, and Liz is uh, trying to pull him out. Liz is kind of refusing to be that, and uh, uh, trying to pull him out of it. But yet he still like he makes an attempt, but he fails at it, and ends up kind of reverting back to um, to that state. And I think it's like an actually like really deep kind of speaking to what you're saying, Max, is like is a really deep and and charming and comes off as a joke. But it's really, really interesting and meaningful is that like he doesn't notice the zombie apocalypse for a long time <laughs> compared to everyone else because he just goes right back after losing Liz. He goes right back to 
his normal habits to going back to that opening title sequence. And it's, it's, he gets pulled out of it based on, by, on circumstances. But, you know, if left to his own devices, he'd probably get eaten and become a zombie as well. Yeah, and then, yeah. But he finds that motivation because he's going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, and he the, wants to protect her and the be a night, man for yeah, her. He wants, but he yeah. wants to like be like, this is my opportunity to show her that I'm the hero. Right. Um, but once again, his main <laughs> plan is to take her back to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a great uh, beat revival of just like, the Winchester? <laughs> so, yeah, I think what was really deep for me about Sean is it's his all it's his relationships and um, how he struggles with all of them. Like the underlying thing is that his father passed away when he was younger, kind of has an absent relationship with his mom because he doesn't see eye to eye with his, well, been his stepdad uh, for some time now. So it's like you can tell like these little hints that, mm-hmm. you know, Sean is still dealing with like the fact that he lost his father and never had that like role model father figure. Right. Um, he's struggling with his relationship and loyalty to his friend, Ed, who yeah. is not a good uh He's an enabler. He's not yeah. a good friend yeah. to have. A bit of a mooch. Um, and then meanwhile, he's, you know, you know, Liz genuinely loves him and he loves her, but she wants more. She wants more from Sean than, you know, she wants him, like, because she cares about him enough that she wants him to kind of get out of his rut. So I thought it was really interesting, like, how the movie just explored all of Sean's different relationships mm-hmm. and how they kind of were, I guess, like, how they learned or grew in that and of course there's the brilliant moment where he has the heart to heart with his stepfather uh sorry what's the actor's name again bill bill nye bill nye Nye, yeah is it nyes or nye 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 it's like it's like bill nye the science guy yeah yeah (laughs) i was gonna say that i was like i'm not the science guy but uh love actually bill nye Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um they have a brilliant heart to heart when he's gonna die because he got bit in the neck and uh he's just like you know i wanted you to be a father they kind of cry and then of course then he becomes a zombie and tries to eat everyone but uh yeah there's like there's just like drama (laughs) you know there's some classic drama themes in this movie well well, they said they all actually cried on everyone was crying on set when barbara his mother died oh my god oh yeah that was actually crying i I cried on this (laughs) rewatch legit upset only because like with all this bullshit quarantining stuff going on i was like (laughs) my mom got sick i went yeah i was legit sad yeah just take her to the pub man oh my god yeah because when when sean is when he finally comes to realize when they uh have their trial and error of killing the woman in the backyard um bloody mary is her name actually is that the character name yeah well i did not know that wow for your fun facts. Um, his, his, his call to action, though, is to get his mom, yep. get his girlfriend, and then somewhere where they can all hold up safe. So it is kind of like he is self-serving as well, but he is thinking about – because at, at the moment he's thinking about grabbing his mom and his girlfriend – well, now and, ex-girlfriend. And getting them somewhere safe. Um, and it's his go-to, and it's his, his comfortable – comfortable spot where he feels comfortable where ed feels comfort because ed swears that that gun actually fires so right. it's like where they're comfortable yeah and I, but i thought what was interesting is at first the intentions are kind of like selfish for sean he's like i want 
to grab my mom, grab Liz, grab my best friend, and be at this bar, and this is perfect we'll for me. wait for it to go away. So his yeah. first initial thought is just everything that really suits him and makes him comfortable in his you know regular life, right. where it's like, maybe your ex-girlfriend doesn't want to quarantine with you but everyone (laughs) agrees to do it they say okay let's go all right fine let's do it because sean is they they all want sean to be the hero too so they're all gonna follow sean yeah and also there's this like tone that everyone seems to be like just like sean a little like not really understanding end of the day we all do want to kind of well that guy yeah (laughs) sorry i mean i think that's like yeah the thing is what i i think is interesting about the film is like they you know, he, you're right. You guys like he gets his mom, he gets his girlfriend, he gets his best friend. But at the, at the end of the movie, he ends up having to sacrifice his family, his best friend, you know, these other people in order to be with the, the person that he loves and to like reestablish some sense of normalcy. And like, uh, and to get out of the the zombie like rut that he's in, uh, he needs to sacrifice these people. I mean, he doesn't really sacrifice Ed because he gets to keep him in the shed. But like, <laughs> but perfect. It's probably but, perfect for Ed too. Yeah, yeah. Really well, that's what their I other mean, roommate said. Go live in the be. shed. Yeah. The roommate said, "Go live in the shed." At the beginning of it, yeah. and yeah. he did towards um, the end. And so it, it is like this interesting. Uh, uh, Thing where like everybody else is you know presumably you know during the opening title was also going through their like zombie like existence i mean literally like uh the what's his name from black books i can't remember his name who gets pulled out i'm trying to remember what the Boyfriend. what the actor's name is. oh yeah um... anyway but he like admits to just being along with this relationship, even though it's not the relationship that he wanted. And like everybody kind of, and his girlfriend admits to being okay with it too, just because because it was convenient and she was there. And and so it's like everybody kind of it before they literally become zombies or get eaten, they kind of admit to their uh, you know for lack of a better word zombification beforehand. Except for Liz, who is the person who's trying to drag. Uh, Sean out of it uh, and she ends up surviving with him. She ends up so. surviving with him but she also ends up admitting the end that she's just a little bit more like him. She snagged the cigarettes yeah. that he threw out uh, at the end you know once this is all said and done and the zombie apocalypse has been over for a while the, they make a plan for what they're going to do that day and it involves her saying and then we'll pop by the Winchester great. Yeah. Like they she is now they, they compromised uh, to complement each other to keep this going because they realized how important they were to each other the whole time. Um, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but that is like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's that's like a it's it's a really nice relationship story. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, a great standalone movie just with extra zombies. Uh, so I, wanna, I know why I made your list, Juliet. <laughs> I want to correct one thing though. The, the character's name is David that David. we're talking about, David, right? That's so. Right. Let's talk a little bit. We 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 were talking about Simon Pegg's character, uh, Sean, but let's talk about some of these supporting people that he's surviving <laughs> with because they all clearly were some cliches as well. Yeah, might as well because we're talking about them. Let's talk about David and Diane. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Diane, of course, played by Lucy Davis. She's from the UK office. That's all I can really think of. Uh, Martin Freeman does make an appearance. Yes, with, uh, that's right. I I was shocked when I was looking down that li- the. The had the other the mirror version yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. I was like, 
Martin Freeman is in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Um, but also Tim from the UK office who played against, um, who who's Diane in Shaun of the Dead. She was kind of the Pam Beasley character. Yeah, she was Dawn. Yes. Uh, so was Dawn and Tim were like the Jim and Pam of yes. uh, UK office compared to the US office. Yes. Um, but yeah, there was like moments where it kind of like, <laughs> that was pretty awesome, the face-to-face where this is your survival group and we have the same... Uh, mirror image cliches mirror as image, well but we're doing a lot better <laughs> i had well i had a question about that because at the end she shows up mm-hmm. but you don't see any of those other people and i personally like to think that all those other people died oh yeah maybe i always thought about that i honestly think that maybe they didn't die because i always originally when i took how that ending goes he says to her, we're going to the Winchester. And she says, a pub. Cool. You know, right. like, cool. Like, it, where it's at this moment, it makes sense. Like, well, why don't they all get together? Right. And, you know, well, I form think, a group. Yeah. So, so I kind of agree with Max where I think, like, once they were all settled and safe with the military, she said, I know where there's more people. My yeah. friends are at the pub. That, that's kind <laughs> of what it felt like because all of that, a sudden it's like, well, clearly her route was better because she ends up with, like, the military. <laughs> Uh, sure. No, no, no. I I agree that I think on on like that's how I've always read this movie. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it this time, I was like, wait, where is everyone else? Where's Martin Freeman? He was yeah. Busy. Where's Martin Freeman? Did they like it was before Martin Freeman was Bilbo, so they could clearly <laughs> afford him for two days. You know what I mean? I don't know. He could have been already filming The Hobbit by then. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that there was like that moment where I just didn't really think that much that they could be all dead, but they could be all dead. Mm-hmm. But uh, clearly her route was better because they end up with military and not going to a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, my zombie apocalypse plan is to go to like Jester King brewery because they have, <laughs> they, they brew their own beer, make their own pizza. It's a fortress. <laughs> yeah. That's where I want to be. And they'll continue to keep making pizza while zombies are eating people until this all blows over. Yeah. Just curbside pickup, you know, <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about David, though, because I think this is a pretty funny character. <laughs> uh, clearly has a thing for Liz. Love with Liz. Uh, always, he's that person that we've all met in our life that always just has a secondhand comment. Um, the naysayer. Yeah. Um, always has the better opinion about stuff, but doesn't really have their own suggestions. But they'll right. let you know that your suggestion is dumb. Yep. Uh, my favorite part was, uh, I think it's when they're at Liz's apartment he goes, who has keys? Who has keys? And he says something like, I don't see the point of driving a car in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that, I don't understand the point of owning a car in London. Yeah, yeah. instead of just saying I don't have any keys or right. I don't have a if car. You were, if you replaced London with Chicago, I've heard that. I'd be a millionaire if I heard that, if I had a nickel every time I heard that. It's insane. Yeah, I just it was, it was a perfect character moment because yeah. uh, he's just asking who has a car. And you can say, I don't have a car. But instead it's like... Right. Right. I, I don't see the point, point of putting a car yeah. in London. Um, and clearly just everything's like whatever Liz wants to do. Yeah. Um, and then, if, of course, there, his demise is when the realization at the very end, when his true colors show up and he's ready to, you know, shoot Sean's mom's head off. And then he's like. Well, he pulls the trigger on him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Like that he like was going to kill Sean. Yeah. Uh, and, and couldn't do yeah. it. I, and I thought, you know. 
Diane was really interesting throughout it because I don't think she it's good like Lucy Davis is a great actress but right. she was definitely taking that supporting supporting role. Yeah, I she mean did her, have her character was she's an actress. She taught people how to act like zombies. Yeah. Yeah. To get through. And uh, she knew that her boyfriend was in love with her roommate. Yeah, but but still when he's getting ripped to shreds, uh she She runs in and save him. And and is holding his leg to beat up zombies <laughs> to try to save yeah. him. So uh that part's kind of interesting because it is when Sean's mom dies at the pub. That's kind of like the un, like, that's like the climax, the yeah. third act. Everything's falling apart at this point. Yeah. You know, David's dead, Diane's dead, mom's dead. It's, it's just, really just and, and then three. at this point, then you then know, Ed, Ed gets is bit, bit right after that. Um, and that then was devastating. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we might as well then take this moment. Let's just talk about Ed overall. Uh, because we have we have talked about Sean, we've talked about all the other side characters, but I think we need to. Well, Ed is the epitome side character. In this yeah, movie. yeah. So <laughs> he's the, the he's the second best hand friend. So Juliet, you love this movie. This is on your top ten. Yeah. Talk about Ed as that character. What is it like? How what does he bring to this movie? I mean, Ed is the quintessential best friend. Ed is who you want to hang out with because a Ed's really fun person to be around, but b Ed also makes you look a little better, makes you look like you have your shit together. Mm. Um, so I think that. That's why people love characters like Ed in movies because they're like, ah, well, it makes the our lead the straight man. <laughs> makes what's our lead in charge? Um, but Nick Frost is an actor, and the two of them, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and their dynamic, the chemistry is, off is amazing. The charts. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And oh yeah, I just love I love Nick. Yeah, Frost. and I think also just you know you're you're basically saying it, but like Ed's just the classic enabler. Yeah. Um, Ed gives you the reason to be just like lazy on the couch. Well, he's doing it as well. Right. Um, he yeah, he wants exactly. to go. Ed wants to go to the bar. Ed wants to do this. Um, but also I just love the self-serving part about Ed. Like he still is taking phone calls about uh, like selling weed. Yeah. Like when they're trying to break <laughs> into the bar, he's like, "No, man, I don't got any right now." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, also he really wants to drive the Jaguar, right. the, uh, the, the Jag. So he's willing to, he has a plan already thought out when he's, Sean's going to rescue mom that I'm going to crash this other car and be like, I guess we'll take the Jag then, yeah. you know? Um, so Ed, yeah, like that kind of, everyone kind of has like an Ed in their life. Yeah. Maybe not to that degree, yeah. but they exist. Yeah, and if you don't, you are the Ed. Oh God! Don't tell me that. I just realized I'm the Ed. Ed. I just realized. No. Wait, wait. If you're the Ed and I'm the Ed, Max, then who's the Sean? Juliet. It's me. Juliet's kind of like the Sean and Liz. (laughs) When I when I heard it's time to social distance, I just put on. I went in Ed mode. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> I actually started is. playing video games. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You mean I can't work and you won't let me? Perfect. <laughs> one, uh, one, one, other, one other moment, too, is uh, there's clearly there's a little backstory where Sean's roommate. Um, they all uh, went to what's college his name together. Pete, they all went to college together, so clearly they all got along. But Pete is an example of growing up where Sean's still kind of stuck in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we find out that Ed has just been just staying on their couch. <laughs> and I've had some of those friends in college where. Oh, yeah. Like, I've I think been one... some of those friends in college. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I remember our house would, uh, a few of my houses that I had in college, that would be kind of the after party house. Like bars are closed. Let's go have a few more at our house, like put a movie on, you know, right. college yeah. stuff. And I would have one friend that like, it was all of a sudden like Monday 
<laughs> afternoon, <laughs> and I'm yeah. just kind of like, are you moving in on this couch? But uh, yeah. yeah. On the subject of Pete, like Pete also, I think like to me, I, maybe I want to read too much into this because I <laughs> I love this movie and I want this movie to be like the the a secretly deep and brilliant movie. Which I think but, it like, is. But like Pete becomes a zombie too. And he's just going through the motions as well with his job and his, you know, you know what I mean? Like he, there's like, I, I really think the message of the movie is that like, uh, uh, you know, whether you're a Pete or you're an Ed, you end up a zombie at the end. Well, and that's what you they, they said in the news report at the end um, when they were going through kind of where the apocalypse is now. And they said the zombies all really had great muscle memory and just did whatever they did in their normal lives really yeah. well. So yeah. they were great for the service industry. So you just see all these zombies kind of yep. chained up pushing uh, grocery carts. And oh, so, fun, yeah. Fun fact about that. Do you know where that comes from? No. Do you know where that idea comes from? That comes from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. Where the zombies are, it takes place in a mall like the remake right. does, but the zombies keep shopping. They like go, <laughs> they're like pushing trolleys around. Oh, that's right. And, that's... Like, and like moving stuff. And, and the, in, uh, what's his name? Forey, the, the, one of the actors, I forget the character name, but he's like, he speculates like, oh, they just came here because they remembered it in life. And this right. is what they were doing. And so, it, again, like, you know, circling all the way back to the, other, the earlier comment I made, it's like the this is a, that's a reference for something. Clearly, Edgar Wright is like a student of these these films, these these zombie films. And like he put that little that little bit in as a joke. Yeah. Whereas in, in Dawn of the Dead, it's like a consumerist like uh, critique uh, but in this one, it's like a joke. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure he's very proud because uh, George Romero said he really likes the movie Shaun of the Dead. He uh, that I, I'm God, if I, I wish George <laughs> Romero liked any of my movies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't I find it hard to believe anyone would say like, oh, that movie sucked. It's just it's Shaun of Dead's just kind of one of those movies. Like, how can you not? Right. Not like this. Seriously, yeah, right? yeah, I have like, this movie's never great. encountered somebody. I've I've encountered people who haven't seen it, right? But I've never encountered people who have been like, "Nah, yeah, that movie sucks." Yeah, there's plenty of people yeah. that are like, mm, "I don't really like zombie movies, or I don't like British movies." So, like, I've heard yeah. those people not want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, but that's, that's like not it, wanting to watch. Exactly. But if you see it, it's 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 so much more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this film is great. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that ending as well because I, there is that social commentary. That's that's being done where like yeah the zombies can just carry out right uh, the regular tasks and it's kind of just that comment of like what we are like as a society like the opening shot of Sean is him slowly walking and we tilt up to see him yawning mm-hmm. yeah. and then we get that at the very end except now he's with Liz so he's still got like we're still kind of like that and then of course him playing video games with Ed it's like nothing. You know, yeah. I actually really love that part where he goes like, yeah, I think I'll go up for the shed for a bit. She goes, OK. Or she's like, like go on or right. something like, like she knows. Yeah. But it's like they came to this came to this part of like, yeah, Ed's good with doses. Like, yeah, go ahead. Play with Ed for a little bit. Right, go hang out with Ed in the shed. Uh, I don't know. For some reason that that one line she says is just very endearing. Like they're going to be OK. Yeah. And apparently yeah, well, society's going to be OK, too, because, you know. Well, they have game shows now where zombies are just attacking. Which would totally happen, <laughs> totally I could see. Totally happen. 
Yeah, that would totally happen. Like Nick, also, Nick guys, Cannon's hosting a Wildin' Out with Zombies <laughs> or something. I feel like I feel like I've missed the point of this movie for like 15 years since it's come out. But like the whole point of the end of the movie is that we're all zombies. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. oh, my God. Nothing changed. Like, yeah. Nothing changed. Even even Sean and Liz have their routine. Right. Uh, and have incorporated, literally incorporated a zombie into their life. Yeah, like a pet <laughs> in the shed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, uh, this movie is so goddamn yeah, good. And yeah, and the use of Queen is pretty great well, in this movie as well. Yeah, that's what all I was going to say. Like, really. Because I think, you know, we, we've generally got into this movie. Let's talk about all the, like, there's a lot of cool moments. So, yeah. Juliet, the Queen moment that you're talking about. I love that moment. The kill the Queen? <laughs> well, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because they're basically beating up that one zombie to the beat of uh, "Don't Stop Me, Don't now. Stop Me Now" by Queen. Right, and then they have best friend at the end. Yes, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. White Lines. That was uh, I, I had a great appreciation for the song White Lines after they were drunk at the Winchester right on the first night of the apocalypse, yeah. and then this town uh, ghost town song at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. The opening credits. Um, Wait, yeah. wait, uh, Dio, can you sing that opening? Can we talk a little bit about the Queen moment? Because they're just showing off at that point where it's like oh, they have yeah. to kill a zombie <laughs> and then uh, they have the beat revival where like the jukebox, it's like, who's playing this? It's on it's random. It's on random. Um, yeah. And then they're just like to the beat of the song, the lights are flickering, and it just becomes a music video. Was- and uh, it's like a subtle flex in the middle of this movie, like, oh, wait. Here's our queen sequence. Right. And yeah. I think that's what everyone kind of remembers the most. Like, I feel like a lot of people you bring up is like, oh, I love that queen moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much of that $4 million budget went to paying for the queen. That's song. true. <laughs> it's $3 million. <laughs> just to... Yeah. yeah this is like, was it Brian Mays just made? Yeah. Queen $3 million. Um, yeah. That's a great moment. Um, any other big moments that we maybe overlooked that you're like, I really love when this happens. I mean, the fact that they, you know, realize that they can kill a zombie with a record. <laughs> they're just kind oh, of yeah. tossing records at their heads, but they're like scanning through the records yeah, to debating. decide like which was, oh, no, not that one. That's a first edition. Like that kind of thing. Because sure. the other thing that's funny about this is you notice in the newer zombie movies, zombies are really fast. But this goes back to the classic um, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, yeah. where they're really well, slow zombies. So it actually takes them a while. Like there's there's very few moments unless it's like, really the zombies right on top of you and in your face that the zombie is a threat. Well, it's, it, it's funny. There's a whole plot moment where Sean jumps into a crowd of them right. and runs away <laughs> oh, yeah. and is able to give them the slip and, or doesn't give them the slip as we find out. <laughs> and that's just like, it's kind of, it, it, there's, that's just like no problem. Yeah. And, and every, when I watch this movie again, uh, you know, this was the movie where um, me and my buddies, it was like 2004, right? So what? I was like 17 Brag. at this point. And, and <laughs> me and my buddies were like, yeah, dude, like zombie apocalypse happens. Like, this is what we do. Like, this is the movie that launched a thousand zombie apocalypse plans. Right. You know, like, and, and, uh, and, 
and that moment, I, re- I watched it when I was watching it now. I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember being like, yeah, dude, will you just fucking jump out of your fucking car and just ju- juke and jive? Like, zombies are slow. Who gives a shit? Right, like, right. Whatever. These guys are lame. Listen. And you know that, like, some, like, what's his name? What's his nuts? Who made the Dawn of the Zack Snyder? Like, watched that and was just like, you know what? I'm going to make zombies fucking angry. And then uh, World War Z came out. They're like, hold my beer. Now they're super fast. Now they're super fast. Yeah, now they're they're ants. Or the zombies in I Am Legend. Like, oh yeah. No, like well, those, those are like vampires, actually. Yeah. Sonic Flex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my bad. <laughs> well, listen, I've got I've got a, a Sean Flex here uh, for Thank you, you. Um, because I this was back in my DVD watching days, where if I liked a movie, I watched it, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it with commentary, and then I watched all the special features, and in the special features and then you on watched the DVD, it backwards, and I watched and it backwards, then and then Spanish. I made sure I could recite it, and then you summoned the demon. Yes. I did all the things. Yep. So one of the special features is a storyboard of Sean, almost like a comic book, because they actually did a couple comic books for this. They did a comic book about Bloody yeah. Mary and how she came to end up in the garden. So this was a comic book, um, a little storyboard that they did of Sean, what happened with Sean when he got the zombies and everybody else went oh, into the Winchester. Really? So it, get the DVD. Actually, we have it. We own it. Um, but you know, watch those commentaries. You got it. Yeah, watch well, those commentaries. Do we both watch this on DVD? We watched it on no, DVD. Uh, I watched it. I paid for it again, actually. Oh. And then you realize you have the DVD? No, I don't have a DVD player because it's 2020, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so... <laughs> Get that, put, throw it into your <laughs> Xbox uh, and watch it because there's some good, there's some good extras on, on that one. And they have that little, uh, that little bit about what, where Sean went and he's like, actually, surprisingly, they're quite slow. So you see him kind of running and then he just like stops and he's kind of waiting for the zombies to catch up. And he's like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is actually going to take a while. <laughs> That's funny. I lo- I mean, that, uh. That was always the thing. I And I will also say, like, again, as a 17-year-old, not to get too real here for a second, but, like, as a 17-year-old watching this movie and being like, man, the zombie apocalypse, I would fucking wreck that shit. No problem. <laughs> right. Who gives a fuck? With this COVID shit, I hate it. Yeah. I hate I hate all of this. I hate everything. I didn't. Single I wasn't prepared for this. I'm prepared yeah, for zombies. This is the least fun version of the zombie <laughs> apocalypse because there are no zombies. Right. It is kind of wild to think if instead of uh, COVID happening, it would be a zombie outbreak. If we'd still be acting the same way, like, but it's spring break. <laughs> oh, you uh... know that. You know that. Forty UT students would be zombies right now. Oh yeah. And then uh, apparently, uh, you know what's happening in Wisconsin? Like you have to go still vote. Uh, <laughs> zombies oh, are just God, picking yeah. people. So, you know, off. zombies are eating people, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, otherwise you just don't vote. Uh, <laughs> all these ballots are invalid because uh, these people are dead. <laughs> oh, that's too real. Blood. I have family in and Wisconsin. Then, uh, that's and then and, uh, and then the claim is that you know like people are having like zombies write in votes but they don't count anymore because they're zombies uh, yeah it's just interesting because this was a, a awesome movie because you're watching regular unprepared people handle the zombie outbreak yeah. and yeah. I think normally like the dawn of the dead series walking dead there's always like a cop or some kind of military personality, or someone that's like some survivalist, good shot. Or there's always like a nurse 
There's always yeah. like uh, th- there's just always like those but people that are very like... helpful and handy. The the best skill they have is an actress because she teaches them how to act like zombies to make it to the pub. Right. Yeah. I mean, this would and be a, quite frankly, works. if the three of us, if the three of us <laughs> were actually in a zombie apocalypse, I'm not sure we have the skills to survive, guys. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I will just lock my doors and be fine. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. I'd rather be in an apartment. If it was zombies, I'd rather be in an apartment than this house because I am just right in front of a window right now. Yeah. So <laughs> here's a, a question I was going to ask, and I think this is a really good transition into that. The, the Winchester is a character of itself yeah. in this film, uh, the, the Winchester itself. So, you know, thoughts about the Winchester. And then also, where would be your spot if it can't be at home? that you would like to hold yourself up in. What Uh, a good question. Because, I mean, that might be, you know, take some thought into it, but, like, they were very, like, the Winchester, like, that's where they want to be. I love the Winchester. That's my style of pub. Just a hole-in-the-wall pub. Nobody's there. You know the owner. You know where everything is. So if the owners were dead, you knew exactly where to find the chips. Uh, you just, you know, everything, you know, the music. So that's really my style of pub. So that's, that's, that's the first question, how I feel about the Winchester. Um, I did mention wanting to be at Jester King cause it is a brewery that has its own pizza where they actually make their own ingredients yeah. for the pizza cause they have yeah. their own garden. So it's kind of a self self-contained area there, mm. um, that mm, I, I think would be a great place. I, I would like to be held up in a zombie apocalypse there. Maybe with a nurse. Oh, man. (laughs) Just maybe with a nurse. Maybe with a nurse. (laughs) Because, guys, I love you, but we need need someone else there with us. We need a real fucking hero to be there. Yeah. We can't have three Eds, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can't be us three, the three Eds. Ed, Ed, and Eddie here. Uh, Oh, man. Like, so it's so funny because if you had asked me – when I was still living in Chicago, like I had, like I knew what the hell I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to barricade the second floor of my house. Like, you know, and, and I would have like plans on plans on plans. Now it's like, Oh man, where would I go during a zombie apocalypse? It's like, I don't know. Austin. I feel like Austin is not the city to, survive in a zombie apocalypse at all no without ac during the summer i mean oh oh, we're yeah 100 percent. like (laughs) you'd be brutalized but also just like the people here would just be like oh what are you doing why are you biting me dude oh god stop you know like and then (laughs) well it would just be either really artsy zombies or just like joggers you know i was a zombie before it was cool uh but I don't know. I, uh, that would be I, totally Austin. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Can like, I still I, go to Barden Springs pool? Yeah. Uh, I'm paddleboarding. The zombies can't get me out here. Yeah. Um, I, so, no. so you're getting in your car and driving up to Chicago, it sounds right. like. <laughs> yeah, well, I think – so I, re- I remember the plan when I was 17 after watching this movie was always to get in a car, drive up north. And I think I stole that from uh, World War Z, the book, not the movie, because uh, I'm a legit zombie nerd. Okay. Uh, zombie flex. Zombie uh, flex. Um, zombie flex. I like that. Um, and then, uh, and then just like drive up to like 
fucking Saskatchewan or some shit. And, and just like the cold would take care of the zombies cause they'd freeze or something. I think <laughs> I, I stole that directly from it. Now I think, I mean, honestly, I think depends if, if it's like rage zombies, I think I'm like letting myself get bitten and going into full rage. Uh, <laughs> you, you, if it's rage zombies, you just give up. Is that? Oh yeah. Well, give up. Let's say, like, join the other team is how I like to think of it. Um, Die. <laughs> the, the the rage <laughs> team. Um, no, I think if now, God, I mean, I live in like an apartment complex that would just be a nightmare to to be at. I think I would probably go to my fucking dumb work that's on a second <laughs> floor and just like barricade the, the door. <laughs> And Wait. Just, like, okay. Hang on. All the snacks at the. So hold up. There's a zombie apocalypse, and you want to go to work. You want to go to work, <laughs> guys. There's a quarantine, and all I want to do is normalcy. Okay. I just want a little bit of normalcy in my life. Okay. Yeah. I, I like how it's like basically a compliment to your employer. Yeah. But it started with my dumb fucking work. <laughs> oh God! You can't. You gotta cut that part out. <laughs> I it's it's going to be a little edit like my excellent work. Yeah. <laughs> my, oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me give it to you. My generous, magnanimous, ben- beneficent employer. Okay. There you got it. You All got right, the great. bite. I'll, got the bite. I'll, I'll get that, that in there. I'll get that in. No, I mean, like the, the, the fact, you know, I basically think you go to any place with like a second or a third story uh, and you, you, you barricade it off and, give yourself two exits and you're good to go. Right. Like I, I feel like that's the survivalist or, or maybe you just go on the lamb. I just get in my car and drive. Oh know? yeah. I mean, don't, don't think I haven't already gone through. Okay. What can I barricade these windows of this house with just in this quarantine? Not thinking that there's going to be zombies, yeah, right. but yeah. I mean, we didn't expect there to be a pandemic that was well, wiping it, out so many people. So might as well prepare for looters, prepare well, for if anything. If you feel any better, your house is the first house I'm looting. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the riots come. I will be at your doorstep. Busting your door down. We have yeah. a little bit of tequila left, so. Uh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. So when you loot us, can you bring some tequila? Yeah, bring the tequila. Yeah, yeah, I'll, bring, I'll, yeah I'll be a reverse looter. I'll be like, guys, I brought snacks. <laughs> I just raided my dumb job. So I have, I have a pick. Uh, yeah. Some place that I would hold myself up. So let me start it off. I have a lot of Winchesters in my life. Yeah. Um, I have them in Austin, Texas, where I live now. I still, I have. Some Winchesters up in Portland, Oregon, where I used to live. Definitely some in Wisconsin. Well, okay, let me let me let's back up a tick. I have a lot of Winchesters in my life. Sounds like a brag. Is not a brag. It's it? not a brag. <laughs> but the point is, I totally understand that. Like, I love this bar. Like during I this quarantine, I kind of like think yeah. about these bars still. Like, yeah. I miss you. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I write them like a postcard or like an old-fashioned letter, like. Dearest pub, I uh, I hope this letter reaches you well. I miss I, your cheese curds. I, I hope the beers start flowing as soon as <laughs> spring has turned into summer. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to a bar though. Okay. For many reasons, why the Winchester was a bad idea. Was a bad idea. There's yeah. a lot of glass and uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just didn't, didn't seem like that was the best idea. I want to give a shout out though because I always thought about this. 
wouldn't the best place in theory so like we saw uh it's not that good of a movie but zombie land to yeah. d- double tap yeah and they made a whole deal like they went to the white house right uh to to hold up i, I don't understand why the white house like no one else was there but right. <laughs> um, it's a poorly designed building in a city that was literally chosen to be indefensible that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but my point is i'm kind of going sort of white housey where i think this would be in a hypothetical that I have control over who goes there, but I, th- I think I'm picking like a basketball arena. Oh, or, shocker. Or like a football field that's like a dome, you know? Like I would yeah. like I would like to say Lambeau Field, but the winters Wait, would be rough. Why? How would you what? So why? I, so think about this though. They got food. They have food. They have, they have showers. And they, they're also well guarded. They have a giant parking lot that surrounds it. In you know, like these are billion dollar yeah. structures, like state of the art, and they have to get I guess updated. They have gates like, that you pull down. They have gates. to get updated like every like five to six years. It feels like there has to be like a brand new stadium. So. Mm-hmm. There's something about the security to it, and you could, you know, kind of wait, create it, your own society inside these football wait, fields. Wait, no, okay, so that's my question, is are you talking about, like, just you? Or are you talking about you <laughs> no, and he, a fucking, like, cadre of fucking a bunch a of people? Well, like, my, it's two things. How do, you do we defend, make the cut? How do you defend a football <laughs> field from a horde of zombies when you're just one max? Well, because it's, it's locked. And uh, they can't get like, in. Who gives a shit? Like, they can't get all in. All the electronic shit is not working in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it locks break, dude. The mass of zombies just have come on. Did you see I'm World War saying, Z? They can climb. <laughs> They'll climb over each other's dead bodies to get to you. I'm you better put that dome up. I'm just saying you're going to work. Not- <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like this is the most revealing about who you are as a person. I want to go to a sports to a goddamn team. sports arena. Wait. Dio goes to work. Dio goes to work. Mac goes to a sports stadium, and I go to a self-sufficient brewery. Yeah, yeah. You're the only smart person on this conversation. Look, the idea. You're like, oh yeah, where's their food and enjoyment? The idea of the football field, though, is that I would be taking my survival group there. Um, And, you know, and then eventually you can kind of, you know, like expand. Uh, You you could kind of live within these walls. Sure. Uh, There's a, uh, uh, you know, video game flex, Fallout 4. They, They go, society rebuilds itself in Fenway Park. That's a you know that's a, I, you know? I I see it you know Max's Lambo Field <laughs> <laughs> yeah. society everybody wears cheese heads <laughs> Dio's like no nope, not going going yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go shelter with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles yeah. I'm living in Soldier Field and I'm becoming a rage zombie <laughs> <laughs> um no I I mean this is just more for fun. Uh, honestly, oh, this wasn't I'm, serious. Honestly, if this happens, I'm probably just staying Wait. at home. Yeah. Wait, you mean you don't have legitimate zombie survival plans? Because you know. So I had one plan uh, for a while. It's when I uh, had a part-time job and I worked for like uh, a garbage removal company. Like we would remove like, 
you know, garbage, I guess, from that's, people's homes. That's, that's the description we, of your job. <laughs> we, uh, well, it's like uh, oh, really? it's like one of those companies, like, we're, we're not garbage men, but, like, you know, we'd, like, clean out someone's garage and we had a dump truck and stuff. So my thought Ooh. always is, like, you know, you'd have this big truck and then you'd be like, all right, zombie apocalypse is happening. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill up a bunch of gasoline. I'm going to have, like, reserves. I'm going to get some generators and I'm just going to play some video games and uh, eat some food and just let this whole thing blow over. <laughs> and once power goes out, I have a generator that's going to keep the TV going. <laughs> so I'm basically living it right now. Yeah. Minus the generator. Yeah. So actually speaking of that, Juliet, we need to buy a yeah. generator. Um, yeah. So you can keep playing your video games. Yeah. I, I, I always <laughs> like the idea too of being like, uh, um, like a, a Mad Max, uh, the road warrior, just kind of have like a souped up awesome car. I and think- then, Honestly, if if the shit like ever went down, that would be my actual plan. Like I would just get in my car and go and pray that I wasn't driving into the zombie horde or into the nuclear waste or into whatever was happening. Like I, I think the legit, like Mad Max <laughs> is probably how I, I did see a meme that out. showed. Uh, I think it was Mad Max the Road Warrior, where it showed uh you know the gang that he uh fights and they said so. So when do we start dressing yeah. like this? Well, I like the one that's uh, Furioso, and then it's also side-by-side uh, <laughs> side with Charlize Theron in Young Adult, where she's in sweatpants and, like, a Hello Kitty t-shirt, <laughs> and her hair's a mess, and it's like, I thought it was going to yeah. be like this, but it's actually like this. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, Dio, uh, when's the last time yep. you wore pants? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I've been just pants again. Most of my laundry lately has been different t-shirts and basketball shorts. Oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent elastic waistbands now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, elastic waistbands like that's what I've reinvested in yes. in the stock market because those are never going to go away. There is a non-zero amount of days, and <laughs> definitely more than three, where like I just ran out of laundry. And uh, I was just, I was just cruising, free balling it, just, <laughs> just like the shades were down. I mean, I was wearing shorts, but I was just wearing shorts for a, a <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid six or seven, uh. maybe a full week. I don't know. Like, look, what is time? Okay. In the quarantine. I don't know what day it is. Today's what? Like four's day? I yeah. don't know. No, I mean, I definitely, like, if I wear a bra, it's a special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, I know I'm like, oh, she's got a bra. Oh, what a special Are we going day. somewhere? <laughs> Who's coming over? We must be going to the grocery Ooh. store today. I've 100% gone to the grocery store in nothing but shorts, gloves, shoes, and a tank top, just like a, <laughs> like I turned into every single person where pre-quarantine, if I looked at them, I went, mm, don't stand too close. Don't lock eyes. Like I turned into oh, that So that's guy. like a strategy. Oh, a hundred percent. And I got in line, like in the six foot apart line yeah. with seven other guys. We all were in that wife beater, like no socks. Oh, look okay. At Walmart, yeah. I'll dress like, the same. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, no, we, hey, so we looked at each other and we we're like, "Do you want to start a gang? Like, do we, do we, like, mad? Like, seriously, Mad Max is gonna look like it's not gonna look like spikes and like armor and shit. It's gonna look like it's gonna fucking, be like tank tops and shorts. Yeah, it's tank tops and not a." 
pair of underwear in sight, dude. Like, like is... not at all. This has been quite an adventure. Yeah, just just hang in there. So, <laughs> for the record, I'm wearing pants now. I did do my laundry. Okay. Because I'm feeling like I might need to flee the state at some point, but that you, we're not going to talk about it. That's Shaun of the Dead is a great movie. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, this this uh, before we wrap this up, this uh, this rate Shaun of the Dead, uh, Julia. What's what's our scale out of Cor- five? Cornettos. Out of five oh, Cornettos. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. All right, uh, Juliet. Six. Okay, Dio. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> fuck, fuck the ratings. Fuck the ratings. Give them all no the I clearly liked it more than both of you. I give it twenty. Whoa. So. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a movie. This is a perfect movie. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. This is a movie. If aliens came down and were like, "What is humanity like?" I would show them this movie. Because <laughs> I think this movie. Yeah. Again, we're all zombies. No matter what we do, some of us are Sean. Some of us are Ed. You know, the the lucky ones are Liz. And, you know. That's the, it. The assholes are Pete. Right. Well, or David. Or David, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, Dio. This is awesome. I'm really glad that we got to talk about Shaun of the Dead with you. Uh, Guys, thank you so much. It was a delight <laughs> revisiting one of my favorite movies. This uh, quarantine's got to be an isolating time, so it looks like you're still... Uh, having fun with it to yeah, we're, the best we're, you can. Yeah, I'm doing my best. And just to say uh, for any of the listeners out there, stay strong, stay mentally healthy. That is like equally as important as, you know, staying physically healthy during these times. Don't take a break from the news and, uh, you know, uh, treat yourself well. If you're somebody like me, who's sitting in their home by themselves with two jerk cats. Uh, <laughs> be nice to yourself and ignore the cats. And watch a good movie or two. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. And uh, rate and review us for all the people listening right there. We'll take some five-star reviews are, are nice. Five-star reviews and then tell us where you would go in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And maybe oh, – yeah. And if and if, they're, if you're listening, you're like, man, I wish they would do this movie. I want to hear uh, these zany people talk about it. Let us know. Let us know, you know? Well, guys, I really wish we would do. Never mind. I'm not going to angle to try to get on this again. Dio, you're Dio, in. You're, you're in. in. All right. You make thank a suggestion, you, we'll okay. do it. All right. So, for Dio, Juliet, and myself, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be with you next time during. We'll probably still be in quarantine. So, uh, but hang in there, America. World. World. Sorry. Hang in there, world. And uh, we'll be with you next time when we can uh, film you in. Woo! Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Filming You In Show. <laughs>